Alrighty, hello everyone and welcome back to the Reformed Dissenters, the show where Reformed Christians dissent against popular ideas of culture by asserting a biblical worldview. My name is Bruce Johnson. I am joined today by my brother Jacob Johnson. Hello. He is back in the state of Pennsylvania. I am in the wonderful state of South Dakota. And Notice Pennsylvania does not have wonderful It does right. not. I cannot put that adjective in front of that state name. I'm sorry. It's just not didn't... even within the same sentence. <laughs> not in the same... I ended that sentence, made sure I was in a completely different trail of thought yeah. before wonderful unless even it, entered my mind. Unless it is not wonderful right. Pennsylvania. That's then, true. Then it would I'll fit allow there. that. Yeah. I'll allow that. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Good point. Fair point. So, <laughs> sorry all you Pennsylvanians. We're hating on your state. Because we used to, yeah. you know, I used to be there, and Jake still is, and yeah, it's a state that needs to be hated on right now. Um, so, <laughs> so uh, you'll notice that we are both wearing ties. We've decided that it is our new Monday tradition to uh, tie day Monday. Was that what are we calling it? Monday tie, tie Monday tie Monday. There it is, not the tie. I said food. I said tie Monday, and then immediately I think of Thai food. I know, but, um... I know. we're not eating Thai food. This is like no. we're wearing ties now because we're like, hey. We are talking about news and current events because it's current events Monday. We might as well look the part, right? You know, like yeah. talking about news and all the fake news. People like CNN we'll look wear like ties. Look like people lying to you and giving you propaganda. Right. Except we're Except, actually examining it yeah. from a biblical yeah. perspective. So, <laughs> so, so we'll look like them. Right. Just don't don't think of us as yeah. Them. You know, we're in the world, but not of the world. How about that? Yeah. So yeah. there we go. There there we we go. go. Biblical illusion there. So. Um, yeah, so thank you all so, so much for listening or watching us today. Don't forget, trdshow.net is the show website. You're going to want to go there as soon as possible. And um, I've told there's a fast, I've, I've been told there's a faster way to say that. I could say ASAP, but I don't like doing that because it's like tech speak and I don't like tech speak. So just like, you know what? I'm going to spell out all the words. I'm a grammar Nazi, so I'm going to spell out all the words. Go there as soon as possible. Go to trdshow.net. And um, check out our website. We've got all sorts of cool stuff there. Follow us on all sorts of different places. Also, email us at trdshow at protonmail.com. Send us an email. We want to hear from you. Hear your thoughts. If you like Tie Day Monday or uh, Tie Day, then uh, let us know in an email. trdshow at protonmail.com. Join our newsletter, trdshow.net slash newsletter. Our mom is doing a fantastic job putting that together every other day of the week. You do not want to miss that email or that, yeah, that email from us uh, to your inbox. Sign up for our newsletter. And if you're not signed up already, pause this video. Go do that. trdshow.net slash newsletter. It takes like 10 seconds. Just do it. It's really, really easy. If you have issues with it, let us know. All right. Uh, quick heads up, disclaimer, announcement. We have a very, very exciting episode coming out on Friday. It is an hour-long special, a discussion uh, with... A very special guest and because it is the third episode in our series about the kingdom of god uh we pulled in a very very special guest my pastor pastor jonathan hansen from the connection church in Leeds, south dakota we were just incredibly honored to have him on the show with us and we discussed some incredible things so you do not want to miss our friday episode it is a bit of a long one but the content is just tremendous so we just finished filming that actually about an hour ago actually with him so um you may hear us reference some things from that talk but that will mm. be available as our regular episode on friday now and, it is specifically designed that 
all of the practical knowledge is like in the last half an hour. So you got to listen to the entire thing yeah, to get yeah, all the sorry. content from it. Got to gotta listen through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so good though. You'll you'll be watching it and you'll be like, wait, did an hour just go by? What the heck just happened? <laughs> so <laughs> No, that's what it felt like recording it. I know. I know. I couldn't believe it. It was just, it was gone just like that. So um, Pastor Hansen actually broke down our verse this week, which was so, so cool. So definitely look forward to that as well. I'll try and mention just a few of the things that he talked about, but the main bulk of the commentary on this verse is going to be on our Friday episode. So look forward to that. Mm. So that's why that will be a little bit shorter this week, because he talked a lot more on that. And I figure who's better to comment on a verse like this than a pastor, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I don't want to, you know, I'm going to leave that for for the experts. Oh, trust the experts, you know? (laughs) So, um, so our verse this week, in this, though, in this case, the experts actually know something. Yeah, they're actual experts. Yeah. He's an actual yeah. expert. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to cut you off. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> so I'm going to get to that verse um, in just a minute. And uh, we, we're going to be talking about current events, like I said today. So we've got a lot to chat about today. I know I'm going to be talking about Ron DeSantis and a couple of other cases that came up this week with the transgendered insanity, these people who think that they're gods. Um what are you chatting about, Jake? You got anything exciting on the docket? Or yeah. should, should I be depressed? What should I prepare myself for? A little bit of depressing of stuff. Course. Well, actually, a lot of depressing stuff. I'm oh, going to be talking about okay. abortion. Abortion. Okay. Yeah. So, baby murder is on our discussion for today. And uh, apparently it's not over, even though the federal government doesn't protect it anymore. There's still a fight there. Who knew? Um, and also, we're talking about people who think they can mutilate their bodies and... Uh, and actually end up regretting it later in life. So, before we get to all of that, though, we have to talk about the verse of the week. And our verse this week is Matthew chapter 9, verses 35 through 38. And it says, And Jesus went throughout all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every disease and every affliction. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them, because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. So again, that was Matthew chapter 9, verses 35 through 38. So there's so much here. Pastor Hansen broke down a lot of this, and you'll hear that on Friday, but I do want to address some of it. Uh, One of the things that we, we pull from this is, is the context, right? Jesus went throughout all the cities and villages, teaching their synagogues, proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom. Notice that. So when you see that phrase, that should bring up a red flag. We've been talking about the kingdom for the past two weeks, going on a third week this week. So you should have start to have an idea of what that, what that phrase is implying. That's not a small thing. What he's talking about here is the gospel of the kingdom. It's not just a limited version of the gospel. That's a a fully comprehensive gospel of the kingdom. Um, Healing disease, healing affliction. And then when he saw the crowds, notice that's what he's talking about with the harvest. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. And Pastor Hanson will talk about this on Friday as well. But um, that's so much like our people today, like like so many people in society. They're just, they're tossed about by every wind of doctrine. They're sheep without a shepherd. Um, And then Finally, he wraps this up, and this is the, the, the call to action, right? The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. The, the people are ready. The world is ready. The, the covenantal promises in Christ 
are given to us. The harvest is ready. It's ready for us to go there for and make disciples of the nations. But the laborers, the people to utilize those things, those covenantal promises are few. So pray earnestly to the Lord of that harvest. The Lord who gave us and set up the environment and the conditions for all that to be possible, pray that then he would send laborers into that harvest to take advantage of those things. So all of that uh, and more we'll be discussing on our Friday episode. You do not want to miss that. So let's move into our current events. So Jake, as always, I'm going to go ahead and pass it on over to you, dude. Take it away. Well, alrighty. So oh, as I was saying before, this it's not necessarily a good good time for abortion, but it is leading me into a better discussion, and hopefully you'll find this very, um, I guess, engaging and something uh, you kind of uh, needed to hear. But first of all, talking about the Department of Justice sues Idaho over abortion law, which, you know, from the start there, it's like, but wait, Roe v. Wade was gotten rid of. How can they now sue people? for creating abortion bans. And this is another way the Biden administration and evil is trying to find ways around the Constitution and Supreme Court rulings. Wow. And and going with the facts here, the, the Department of Justice is filing a lawsuit against Idaho for their abortion bans. And Idaho... And speaking about Idaho's bans, they're they're not that uncommon, you know? So a lot of other states have these bans, and this ban includes um, abortion is allowed in cases of rape or incest or when the mother's life is at risk. So it's not even that this ban is extensive or that it's odd for them to be able to file a lawsuit against it. It's actually a very typical ban that a lot of other states have. Wow. But in the Department of Justice, they cited the Emergency Medical Treatment and Labor Act as their reason or their criteria for this lawsuit. And I know at first glance, it doesn't seem like this act really applies to pregnancy, However, in the act, it specifically states that active labor is an EMC or emergency medical condition. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Yeah. And so just multiple different ways for them to find loopholes. Yeah, exactly. Wow. And I will be going into this a lot a little bit later, but our fight's not over, Mm. you know? There's yeah. still more to do. And leading right into my next article is Kansas voters uphold abortion right in a state to defeat the value them both amendment. Now, first of all, the value them both amendment is an amendment that says brilliant naming, by the way. <laughs> yeah, we value both the mother and yeah. the child. Yep. And so, however, Kansas just shut down this amendment. Wow. And now, of course, some people would say, well, the people voted on this, so, you know, it's not really any type of governmental tyranny. However, I do have to say, first of all, first of all, and this is me being a little bit skeptical, is 
we already know that votes have been tampered with. Mm. And so it's, is it much of a stretch to say that maybe this one was also tampered with? But that's, that aside, right, we, I come to my second thing that I was thinking as I was reading this article, but first of all, yes, I don't think the government should be defining the truth, but also who allowed the people to define truth either? Mm, good point. And, and in talking about this, people may think, oh, he's against the Constitution. No, <laughs> the Constitution was designed so that the people could keep the government in check. But if the people are not even keeping themselves in check, yeah. the, gov- the Constitution doesn't work. Right. As, as the founders understood, the, bu- the government, sorry, the founders understood that the government has to be biblical, but also the people have to be biblical. Biblical as well. Yep. As John Adams says, <clears throat> our constitution was made only for a moral and religious people. It's mm. wholly inadequate to, to the government of any other. Yeah. But moving on, and I'm going through this quickly um, because I do want to get to my overall point in stating, saying that these things are widespread. This is happening all over, that abortion is being allowed back into our country in a wide scale. We have to continue pushing. But my third and final article is this: uh, the states where abortion access will be on the ballot in 2022, and those states being Kansas, Kentucky, Montana, and Vermont. As we already saw, as I mentioned earlier in the past article, Kansas has already upheld abortion as a right. Um, However, Kentucky, Montana, and Vermont are still coming up in the ballot in 2022 to see if they will allow that abortion as a right. Wow. But in all of of these articles, I want to bring up the overall arching point that this fight is not over, right? Mm. And so much in our Republican thinking. We think that, oh, we won. We won. We got rid of uh, Roe v. Wade. Yeah. We're done. Yep. It's, we're done. You know, it's, yeah. it's over. Because and, what is our what is our true God? Like, what are the Republicans' mm. true God? It's a civil government. So they think, yeah. oh, great. It's in their hands now. Oh, great. We can, we can step back because the yeah. one who's really in charge has now been sort of put yeah. right. So we can step back. Yep. Yeah. But as I would as I would like to point out that evil will always always try and find a way in. We just can't allow it to get to our gates. Yeah. And moving into my my scriptural verse for this point in Matthew sixteen eighteen it says, And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Mm. If we are on the offensive, we will never have to defend our gates. If evil is always defending its gates from our attacks, how will it ever create a counterattack against ours? Yeah. We cannot sit back and relax waiting while sin... Sorry. We cannot sit back and relax while sin plots in the shadows. Evil should not have a time to think if we are doing our jobs correctly. Yeah. Nice. That's a really good point. And that sets us up well for 
uh, the conversation we're going to have this Friday with the, the episode that, that airs then, um, talking about going therefore, which we talked about two weeks ago on our, our Friday episode two weeks ago, and, and, and the importance of us being involved in society and, and how vital that is and how we're called biblically to be involved, to be salt and light, right? Um, and what it leads to when we don't do that, which is actually what I want to mm. talk about. <clears throat> so that was great, Jake. Thanks so much for breaking that down. It's, it's unfortunate to hear, but um, it is uh, part of this conversation that we also have to remember is that this is happening, but it doesn't have to happen this way. Mm. Uh, at least not right now, not yet. For now, we still have an opportunity to fix this in our states, right? And the reason places like South Dakota and Iowa and all sorts of other states that uh, put bans on abortion so quickly and had trigger laws set up, the reason that those things were, were ready was because of grassroots organizations, people working behind the scenes for the last 30 years who thought they probably would never see this happen in their lifetime, but they're going to work for it anyways because they believe they're called to by God, which they were. They did the right thing. And that's why some of these trigger laws were fired off because these people did those things. We need more of that. We need these people. We need more people and Christians, especially Christians, to stand up, wake up, and realize that they're the ones who start need to start taking responsibility. So, yeah, it's a, it's a really good point. Really good point. Yeah. Thank you, Jake. <clears throat> Anything to say before I move on? Sorry. Nope. Okay. Go ahead. Felt like it was a natural conclusion there, so I d- but I didn't want to. Just wanted to make sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I want to talk about uh, an article that's uh, obviously an article. It's Current Events Monday that says DeSantis wants to ban transgender care for young people covered by Medicaid. Now, keep in mind this is a uh, an article produced by liberals produced by people who are not uh, conservative, um, not Christian, let alone conservative uh, by any stretch of the imagination. Um, <clears throat> so of, of course they start out uh, with, they start out this article with a sob story about a man pretending to be a woman. This, this dude, the sicko dude thinks he's a woman um, who founded a project to help literally encourage people to pretend to switch genders and deny their God-given ones. And this is called the McKenzie Project. Um, it's disgusting and despicable. And this man is literally doing this. And for children. So they included a quote. This article included a quote from Ron DeSantis. In which uh, DeSantis said, These very young kids getting gender-affirming care. They, they don't tell you what that is. It's that they're actually giving very young girls double mastectomies. They want to castrate these young boys, end quote, which is very true. It's disgusting and despicable with these health, uh, what, do, what do they call it? Um, young people covered, banned transgender, transgender care. Like, they're acting like this is health care. This is what they did with baby murder, too. Like, it's care. It's reproductive health, right? Uh, you're murdering children. You are, you are uh, slicing organs off of people. This is not care. When, when they're functioning perfectly. There's no legitimate need to do this. This is not care. This is wrong. This is despicable. It's you making yourself God. They, this article, though, included that quote, that part of the quote, but they neglected to leave out the next sentence that DeSantis said just after that. The next sentence is actually where DeSantis made the point that almost 80% of these kids will grow out of their gender dysphoria as they get older, because 
as we know as Christians, he didn't say this, but we know as Christians, they know the truth, but they suppress it in unrighteousness. They know they were born a man, and they know that's what they are and they'll always be, but they suppress it in unrighteousness and pretend to be a woman. And usually after a while, 80% of them will grow up and realize, oh, that was a mistake. That was weird. Weird phase of my life. I'm actually a man because God created me as a man. So that's what I am. And they don't get their organs lopped off. Unfortunately, 20% of them don't grow out of it. But what this organization is doing is allowing for those 80% for those people to make the wrong decision as children that will alter their lives forever. This is this is very, very important. Uh, this entire issue demonstrates perfectly and very sadly what happens when people suppress God's truth and perfect righteousness. When they decide to make themselves and their feelings, right, this is all about their feelings, when they decide to make themselves and their feelings their ultimate standard rather than God's word. And that's exactly what everyone in our society unfortunately to doing is doing today the, the large majority of people that's what they're doing the fact that there are only two genders is a basic a basic truth established by god at the very beginning of creation um genesis chapter 1 verse 27 says so god created man in his own image in the image of god he created him male and female he created them it couldn't be more clear than that they are created as either male or female that's it. And this is one of the things that we just accepted until recently. It's one of the first things we know about someone, even before they're born, right? We may not know their personality. We may not know a lot of other things about them, but we know for, for a fact that they're either female or male. They're either a man or a woman. That's it. You got two choices and you were born as one of those and that's who you'll always be. But when we start to deny the truth of God's word, and, and that's no longer our ultimate standard, slowly but surely, we start to lose our grasp on reality. This is the last, like one of the last things we saw last week that cannibalism is now being normalized. We saw that all of these things, murder is probably going to be next. It has been for unborn children for a long time. There is no, when there's no ultimate truth, these people go to dark, dark places. But we have to understand as Christians, this is not abnormal. This is them following their worldview. This is where their worldview goes. That we can lop off body parts of children and we can murder them before they're born. Perfectly innocent children. That's where their worldview goes. Recognize this and then answer a fool according to his folly. Demonstrate that when you're in an apologetic conversation. Um, so in their unrighteousness... There are secularists out there claiming that they can deny reality and make themselves gods. Our research team here at the Reform the Centers, we've got some great people researching stuff for us, found this disgusting post on Facebook. We had to share it because it's a, a, yet another demonstration of this. If, that, if what I said before wasn't enough, what we've been discussing and what I'm sure you've heard in the news wasn't enough, this will really put you over the edge. Um, shared by a department of psychology. These are the so-called experts who deal with mental health when in fact they're actually encouraging it and saying, hey, continue in your uh, mental uh, instability. Um, where someone talking, someone was actually talking about these two people claiming to be transgendered who are having a baby. These two people are completely backwards. The mother is now calling herself Esteban uh, Landra, who is a a man's name, so the mother's pretending 
that she's a man. And the father is calling himself Dana uh, Sultana, pretending to be a woman. It is utter insanity. But this is where their worldview goes. They're pretending they're the opposite gender than they actually are. And yet, they had to keep their original parts to actually have a child. Weird. It's almost like God created them a specific way for a reason. Very strange. Um, this is what we're up against as Christians. This is the fight. This is the worldview we are against here. The devil wants the family unit torn down because it's the fundamental building block of societies. If the family is destroyed, then society crumbles. That's vitally important. We have to understand this. The Bible has a, a definite outlines and 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 I, and principles for how the family should be structured. And if a family is destroyed by not following those, that's how a family gets destroyed, is by not following the word of God as their blueprint, then society crumbles with them. We've seen blatant attacks on the family for almost a century and a half here, right here in America. We're not even, we look no, par, look no further than the past century and a half, the mid-1800s. Uh, blatant attacks on the family for almost a century and a half, right here in America, beginning with the founding of government schools, the worst one of the worst possible things to happen to America is the founding of government schools in the mid to late 1800s, which has now opened the floodgates of hell to atrocities like this. This is what happens. In the mid to late 1800s, these despicable indoctrination camps were, were founded, which promote secularism and destroy children's souls. And yet you have parents sending their kids, Christian parents, sending their children to these places saying, well, we wanted them to have sports so that they could get uh, a scholarship to, uh, to go to college for free. Well, we wanted them to socialize with other people. Well, we wanted them to have this. We wanted them to be in this club. We wanted them to do this. What does it profit a man to gain the whole world but lose his soul? I mean, how can you send your children into this and expect that they're going to turn out? How can you send them to Rome to be trained by the Romans and be surprised when they return to you as Romans, <laughs> thinking like the people that trained them. We become like our teacher. I believe that's a passage in Luke. Everyone, when he is old, will become like his teacher. So this is a direct result of that. Now the denying of reality through hom homosexual relationships and transgenderism has been added into the mix of all the other garbage that has come out of these government indoctrination camps. We as people were primed and ready for this insanity. We've been ready for like a century and a half. We've been slowly warping and denying the roles, abilities, and qualities that God has given to men and women for a long while. This is the result. This is where it inevitably leads. Um, I have one last thing to add, Jake, but before I do, I've been doing a lot of talking. You got anything <laughs> to add? Anything you'd like to say? <laughs> uh, no, just like, I'm sorry for everybody listening and Hearing yeah. all this bad news, we yes. uh, it's just rampant nowadays in it, culture. When we and yeah. you're you're gonna touch on this, but when Christians have lost their saltiness, that's that's where this leads. Yes, when, yes. When we forget to be involved in our culture, when we forget to stay firm in God's word, we we lose the culture war. Yes, exactly, exactly, and. <laughs> The important thing here, okay, so the question then is, how do you stay so positive, right? The mm. question is, how can you still be, uh, have an optimistic view of the future? How can you look to the future with hope? And my answer is simple. Christ is king. 
Christ has all authority in heaven and on earth, right? So what's happening now is, is on our shoulders. It's our fault for doing this. And this is happening. Our nation is under judgment because we have failed, not because Christ has failed. We have failed. We as a church collectively need to stand up and start training our children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. We need to start applying all of scripture to all of life, like we're going to talk about on our Friday episode. Um, and that's, you're exactly right. We've lost our saltiness. That's why we're in this position. So as Christians, we need to study what the Bible says about the family and our roles in it as individuals created either as man or a woman. Until Christians are straightened out, there can be no hope for society. Christians have to be fixed first. The Christian uh, evangelical uh, uh, corner of the world has to be restored and reformed. And, re and there has to be a revival on that front before we can have any hope. Um, we are supposed to be the called out ones. We're supposed to be the ones in the world, but not of the world, right? supposed to supposed to destroy the Sith, not join them. Right? Mm. If we as Christians who are meant to be preserving our cultures and societies from these atrocities have lost our saltiness, we're good for nothing except to be walked on under people's feet. Matthew 5, 13, you'll see right behind me, right? That That's why Matthew 5, 13 is the verse of our show, because that is our mission is to preserve society for God's glory, right? We should be working to restore it, to be the salt that keeps it from disintegrating into madness, from denying reality like it's doing right now. That's our job as Christians. And if we don't do that, what good are we? We've lost our light, we've lost our saltiness, and that's why this culture is crumbling. So if you're looking for an answer, if you're looking for how do I fix this? How do we get out of this mess? It's not Let's vote Republican in November and everything will be better. We've been doing that for a century and a half. And it's gotten us in a very dark place. That's not how we fix it. We fix it by restoring our churches to the word of God. We fix it by proclaiming all of Christ for all of life. Like what Doug Wilson's doing with, with his churches. Um, many of the CREC churches now are, are starting to, to do this as well. And, and, and applying all of scripture to all of life. Again, we're going to talk more about that on our Friday episode, but um, hopefully this kind of kick-started your week <laughs> with a healthy dose of both pessimism <laughs> and optimism, with a, a dose of reality, but also hope for the future. Anything and I mean, to add, Jake? Um, yeah, yeah, kind of. It's, it's that pessimism, right, that should lead you to optimism. Yes. Right? We, we see this pessimism. We see all these problems in the world. We should be asking, what is the solution? Yes. Where do yes. we go from there? How do we fix it? Yep. Exactly. And, and really, we should be going to the ultimate authority. Yep. Which is scripture, which tells us to be optimistic. Yes. While seeing all this pessimism, we take it and understand it. That means all the more work we need to do. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. We uh, Christians have failed in a in have been failing since oh I don't know the whole long for, time. Yeah, a long time. They had it right in the beginning of America's founding. Mm. But we yeah. lost it. Now all we have to do is bring it back. Yep. We have this foundation. Yep. 
right, of a Christian nation, once was Christian nation. Yeah. We, we, all we need to do is bring it back. Yeah. Yeah. We need to study what the word of God says about all areas of life and work for revival, work to reform all areas of life for Christ. Awesome. Thanks, Jake, for your uh, articles, bringing that up and some insights into, into this issue as well. Um, we all really, we both really appreciate you all in the audience for listening to us and watching us today. Don't forget, trdshow.net is our show website. Check us out there. Send us an email, trdshow at protonmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Stay tuned for our Wednesday episode, breaking down our brand new book, which, by the way, you can find a link to this on our Gab page. Uh, you'll definitely want to check that out. And uh, until then, we will see you in the next episode. And remember, everyone, in all that you do, do it as unto the Lord. <laughs>